Welcome to Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed, your journey into discovering the amazing people and wonderful happenings in and around the Cothet region. Since her days as Powell River's first youth ambassador in 1994, Erin has continuously been involved in our community. Her love of the Cothet region and her understanding of the importance of connecting to the people living around you inspired this podcast. Coastal Currents is a no-holds-barred look at what's happening in our neighborhoods. But more importantly, it's about the people who live, work, and play here. Insightful interviews, frank conversations, and often hilarious discussions of issues, ideas, and people that matter to you. This is Coastal Currents. Here's Aaron. Hi, this is Aaron Reed with Coastal Currents. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on my very first opening episode of Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. I had the little epiphany that it wouldn't be fair to ask guests to come on my show and sit in the hot seat and be interviewed if I didn't do it myself. So I reached out to my friend Bobby Fields, who you may know and hear on our local radio station, 95.7 Coast FM. And Bobby agreed to come do a quick interview with me to start out my very first episode. Now, the episode didn't quite go the way I had it planned, but it is kind of the nature of what happens on a podcast. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Bobby Fields. Mrs. Reader, otherwise known as Erin Reed. So you got your podcast going on. Yep. And you asked me to be your first guest to interview you. I did. Fret not. We've known each other since I moved here like 13 and a half years ago. Has it been that long? I know. Okay, my curiosity is, you've been in the public eye, not only as mother extraordinaire, <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, and a fabulous uh, bookkeeping business. You've been a school trustee. Now you're doing this. Yeah. Why? 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 Actually, I have to say I've been thinking about doing this for a few years. There's no money in radio, you know that, right? There just really isn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people can monetize their podcast, but it's... Monetize? Monetize. How about that? I don't even know what that means, and I've been doing radio (laughs) for 27 years. So that's when you take on... There's a few different ways. A number of different podcasts have people called patrons, and it's basically people that just send money every month to support the podcast. Clients. Yes. You've been a banking on it, bookkeeping right? client at Coast FM. Shameless plug, 95.7, 6 <laughs> to 10 in the morning. Um, and then the other option is people will bring on advertisers right, to, right. to support it. So you give a plug to the business, which is what I'll be doing. My business, Banking on It Bookkeeping, will be one of the sponsors for the show. And 95.7 Coast FM has nothing to do with it. MyPalRiverNow.com is the web. The, the web address, by the way. Being in politics, there's a little bit of a thing where you have to be really mindful of what you're saying, who you're saying it to. Um, How is that different than radio? What, right? But you have to remember that you're representing the people of the area that voted for you. You're representing people at the table that you work with. You're representing employees. Yeah. And people are looking at you um, in a different light. So you do have to be careful what you say. But at the same time, I felt like there is a disconnect happening in communities all across, I'd say the world at this point. Could it be because of the pandemic? No, it was before that. There used to be this thing called respect. R-E-S-P-C-T. Tell me what it means to me or even to you. I'm just finding things like, I don't know, you think of the former premier, Christy Clark. That was before I got here, wasn't it? Uh, was she still in? She was. Know. Yeah, she was here. And I, I just got really irritated 
with, I, I don't care if people don't like her. I don't know her. I've never, I, I did meet her once briefly in town when she was running for re-election. It meant about that much to you, didn't it? It really did. But I don't agree with people attacking her because she's in politics as a person. I don't agree with people bringing her son into the equation because she's in politics. And that was happening. And it still happens. So I see that in town with the mayor where he's getting, you know, love him or hate him. It's up to you. It doesn't really matter. You put him there. That's right. But he does have the right to dignity and respect just like everybody else. So maybe get to know the people over the issues sometimes. It's a get respect, get respect issue. And um, actually with social media, keyboard warriors are vicious. Absolutely. You wouldn't say most what you would say to people's faces, what you say through a keyboard. There's a certain few people in town that probably would say it to your face, but yep. they're not going to be guests on Aaron's show. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. I'm running block. So, you know what? No, they can be on the show because I do. I want to hear from all different people. And I also feel like there's a lot of people that have moved to town over the last like, even two decades, but especially within the last five years that uh, don't know people or the issues in the community that they're moving into. And I thought this would be a good way to have people on, get to know them. Uh, get to know what they're about as a human being, not just as somebody you see in the newspaper or on social media or, you know, checking you through at Walmart. What bugs you the most about Powell Riverites? Powell Rumor. Really? I, if I want to find out what I did last night, I'll go to A&W first thing in the morning. Right. But it's amazing how amazing my life is according to the tabloids or to just Joe Blow who thinks... They understand you. I think that's every small town. But here, if you are an outsider, like I'm an outsider. Yep. Um, it's a clicky town. I love this clicky town. And it's taken me a long time to break down some of those walls and show people, you know what? I'm just a big city girl living in a small town. And I love it here. But mm -mm, what's the worst rumor ever told about you? Are we allowed to, are we allowed to mention this? I mean, there was back in the day, in my early 20s, working at a local body shop, uh, a guy's wife accused me of sleeping with her husband. You're which, tart. Yeah, apparently. Were you with Shane at the time? I think I was single at the time. And uh, I looked at all the guys, honestly, in the shop that I worked with, they were all big brothers to me. That's how I looked at everybody. And I think the person most shocked of the whole situation to even hear about it was me. I was like, I did what? To who? When? Huh? Mm -hmm. It was super confusing for me and super hurtful. And um, it, it just, it's not necessary, right? Hey. I feel like people have an issue, go talk to the person. But honest, honestly, that's one of the worst, worst ones just because, you know, getting accused of interfering in somebody's marriage and... Hey, I was and, driving the getaway car. You don't even have to tell me about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Powell rumor mill is definitely one of my biggest pet peeves here. Um, just because this is so recent, and it's a crushing blow, and I, I, you talk to people who've been with Catalyst, Paper Excellence, uh, Mac and Blow, uh, T-Squat, 206, not working. Is this a lull? Is this a high? Are they going to come back? I don't know about you. I'm really frightened for the community, but, but Powell River takes care of Powell Riverites. Yes. Um, what are you going to do to help go forward with, and that's a huge loaded question. Like for me, I just want people to pay forward as much as they can. 
and it doesn't have to be money. For me, a kind thought would be nice. Yeah. A well wish. Um, you know, what, uh, what can Aaron lend to these people that are sitting there with their heads spinning going, WTH? I mean, I think it's the same thing uh, as what you said. We have to be understanding and caring for the situation that they're in. We've got to support the food bank like we always do, but even more so now. And I think people just have to be kind and understanding, which really has suffered through the pandemic as it is. It's it, pronounced pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> but I feel like, um, you know, people have really struggled to be kind in the last year. I think in the first part of 2020, kindness was a thing. And then it got old and people... It got ugly. It's it's gotten ugly and it, I feel like it continues to get uglier and I think that's exactly what's wrong with the planet right now. I think people are scared. I think they don't know what's going to happen. You know, uh, what, 9 out of 10 are double vaxxed, they're vaxxed, da 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 The 1 out of 10... I'm not losing friendships. I am not losing friendships if someone's vaxxed or not vaxxed. Thing is, though, your body, your choice... Again, but I think people's patience have run thin. Yeah. I think uh, it's easier to get angry. And sadly, it's easier to be by yourself. Because I know I've retreated. Like, I got laid off. And my 18-day holiday turned into 81 days off. Right. Um, I don't talk to my friends like I did before. I don't see them anymore. And not because we're not allowed to. It's just, it's okay now. Yeah. If you don't talk to somebody in a while. Aaron Reed, because <laughs> we used to, we just had so much fun together before, and now you're just, you got your podcast. And... <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, I think for some of us who have struggled with anxiety. Oh, hello. Yeah. In some ways, it's almost been a breath of fresh air to be able to step back when you need to, instead of having to push through doing or going to things that you really didn't want to do. We don't have to make excuses anymore. That's right. Uh, and I think... That's helpful, and in some ways I think it's detrimental because sometimes you were forced to be pushed out of your shell and go be around people when you probably would have just stayed on the couch and retreated into your shell and, and not had that experience with other people that generally when you went, you ended up having a good time. But it was that anxiety beforehand that would really hold you back from going. So Is that like me getting up at 3.30 in the morning going to work? I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And then I'm fine when I get there after three Diet Pepsi. I'm good to go. And bouncing off the walls. Absolutely. Riddled. And thank you for, <laughs> what was that What was that hot beverage you made me? Uh, vanilla latte. Bang on. I've had two extra caffeinated Diet Cokes <laughs> and three Diet Pepsi and uh, Mocha today. So I'm running home to Klamath. <laughs> I should be running home somewhere. Well, you do live Ooh, at home. I should run to my cabin. Oh, We'll talk about that later because I've never been invited. You have so. It's just never been put in place. <laughs> like our friendship. I'm thinking I have to... Okay, okay. Snap. Uh, well, my... Okay, I want to go back to the looking future down the road. Uh, your beautiful daughter just graduated. And uh, your son, who's coming into his own little handsome face. It's scary times for them. Yeah. Okay. Mummy. Mom. 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 <laughs> mom. Mom. As a mom, what were your biggest challenges getting your kids through the last couple of years? You know what? 
March 2020, my kids hated my guts. And that's because I saw the writing on the wall with the pandemic before the government announced the lockdown. And so I locked our family down. And at the time, I was seeing it kind of like everywhere else, remember, two weeks to stop the spread. So I'd put notices up on the doors. I told the kids, we're not going to be socializing outside the household. We're not having anybody else in. Spring break was just starting. Did you tell Shane too? Yeah. For those who don't know, Shane is her husband. Yes. I actually talked to Shane about it first because we needed to be on the same page as a united front with the kids. And he agreed with me. Um, Most of what Shane learns from the news, he learns from me because he doesn't read it, but I tell him. And uh, so, you know, we had a conversation about it and it seemed at the time like the right thing to do. But my kids were teenagers and telling them they couldn't be around their friends, that they couldn't have people over, that they couldn't go elsewhere. You don't become number one mom when you make that announcement. It's a darn good thing we were never teenagers and went from toddler right into responsible adult. (laughs) My mom might have something to say about that. I can't wait till she hears this. Oh, right? Right. That time was super difficult. In the end, in the summer, we ended up making a concession with Ariana. She had a boyfriend. We said, you guys... No, she didn't. She's six years old. She did. And he was a really nice kid. She's still six. Why is she dating? (laughs) But we said... You guys could be, you know, I talked to his mom to see her comfort level and where her family was at. And we just basically made the concession that they could be each other's one person so that he could be in our bubble, she could be in their bubble. But that was it. I need Kleenex. (laughs) That's beautiful. But it was good. It was good for both of them because they both needed that, right? They needed that one person. Riley more hunkered down in the house. He, He, most of his socialization had been through his school sports and of course, None. Right. And it was spring break. So there wasn't much going on. So there was a lot of, a lot of time at home and it was, I'm not going to lie. It was really hard. We got to get this a little lighter just for a moment. Um, how have your pets helped your family through the pandemic? Because the best thing about Aaron's office space, um, is looking outside and seeing your quackers. Not that there, there's nothing wrong with your dog. I just, I love your dogs too. But there is something pretty darn spectacular. And it's not just the Winnipeg Jets blue on the duck side. But can you give a shout out to your, your, your foul friends? We've got Blue, Harley, and Quinn in the backyard. There are three little lady ducks in the back. We used to have Duck Nato. That was Riley's duck. I remember that. Yeah, but sadly we lost her a couple of years ago. She got sick. We never, we never did know what, what took her out, but she sadly left us, and that was pretty devastating. I never thought I'd get attached to birds. It was probably my real name's Robin, and you love <laughs> me. I do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I, they're they are so entertaining. They have their little whack 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 conversations. They greeted me at the gate. Yeah. And one time I was so stupid that I was down here in my office and it's, it was a few years back now because uh, Jess was still here in the office with me. So she was working on the one side. Right, right. I was working on the other and I happened to look out the window and there was a big old bear lumbering into my backyard. And my instant... Uninvited. Uninvited. Bear. Right. And my instant reaction was to jump up out of my chair. I came flying through my office, through Jessica's office, out the back door, and they started chasing the bear. Because you, you are the mama bear. Right. That's not what you're supposed to do. No, actually, you're supposed to stay put. That's right. Yeah. Uh, not me. 
and just said, I didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, I heard you scream, there's a bear. You go flying through my office, out the door, and I'm thinking, is she getting the ducks? Is she bringing, what's happening? And instead, I see Aaron running across the yard, probably two feet away from smacking the bear on the butt, screaming at him to get out of there and clapping her hands. And it was one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Was Shane hiding in the office? Shane wasn't even here. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you know what? Um, that's what you, the mama, the responsible one, and you don't put up with anybody's crap. It doesn't matter if it's Yogi. I could see you doing that. I wouldn't have gotten in your way. You would have thrown me down to the ground and stomped on me. Get out of my way. My birds are... Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not surprised. Not I've raised them from hatchlings, so, you know, they're they're my babies. Harley and Quinn. Harlequin. Oh, that's a Winnipeg band. It's also Shameless. the kind of ducks they are. They're Welsh Shameless Harlequin ducks. Plug. Yes. No, they're beautiful. And the Winnipeg jet blue on the side of them, it's exquisite. It's part of why I fell in love with that specific breed like for them I actually had eggs fertilized eggs delivered from out of town I can hear them yeah giving us props right well if anything happens if a cat shows up if there's a hawk if there's an eagle they'll come running right over to my window because they know they'll either come to the window or to the door because they know you busted yogi's butt that's right what happened to the bear did he oh he he ran I think he got I halfway. I angry, actually. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> he got halfway through the neighbor's yard and turned around like, what the heck was that? And then just kind of slowly lumbered on his way. Wow, she's like wild. <laughs> that woman's nuts. <laughs> um, I don't even know if he saw the ducks. I think he was just making his way I through the yard. I saw the Irish fire in your eyes and <laughs> said, get me out of here. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love to switch gears. Squirrel. Because you know me, I just, uh, Bruce Boudreau getting his first win. Uh, yeah. Come on, Canuck fan, talk to me. Talk to me. You know what? This is so bad, but I have not been into the Canucks as much as I used to be ever since the last strike. Am I making a face? You are making a face. You it's, still call me Winterpeg. I do still call you Winterpeg. Absolutely. So I do still cheer for the Canucks. But I'm not as into the Canucks as I used to be. I could tell you a whole lot more about the LA Kings because of the man I live with. Ugh, and Shane. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Because actually, I believe the Canucks blanked LA for nothing. They did. And I had one P.O.'d husband that night. But I thought, you know what? Maybe that's just what they needed. They needed a shift. They needed a change. And they needed the freedom to just play a game without all that hanging over their heads. And maybe that was the difference that night. Travis Green reminds me of the Bonnie Henry of hockey. Okay, you guys, go out there and skate fast, play hard, finish your checks. I personally would love it if Dr. Bonnie Henry would say, you bunch of freaking wankers, get your vaccine, wear your mask, and stay the hell away from groups. I, I wish she would just pound on the gavel and and just let loose and let expletives fly. And I want to see some fire in her eyes. And I kind of want to tease her hair kind of sexy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. she's got the sweet little lady die and the flu vogs. I want to see her wear thigh high boots and pull out a whip. And I want to <laughs> see Horgan go, she's kind of hot. <laughs> that's what I want. But that's just me. I could see her teaching kindergarten. That's the other she's thing I could see her goose. teaching. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's, I don't know, be kind, be calm, be safe. Mm-hmm. I got her a shirt that says Pandemic 2020. Has she worn it? 
<laughs> no. It's just not her thing, Bobby. It was pink. You should have got her flu vogs that said it. Not that any of us could afford those. Again, but. I'm in radio. Yeah. I roll my own tampons, remember. Oh, jeez. I said that on the air. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I love this. It's a podcast. Podcast. Why pod? I don't feel like I'm in a cocoon. I don't know. I don't know why they're called that. Okay. So you're taking a course. You took a course. I did. I took a podcasting course through BCIT. How do you spell that? I don't even know. I don't even know what a podcasting course is. Like, could I take one? Yep. It's probably some form of conflict of interest or whatever. And I think people don't want to hear me talk for long stretches at a time. You were informative. I have laughing fits. (laughs) I run off in tizzies. Um, That's entertainment. It's oh, pretty yeah. funny. I, 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 I'm only entertaining to myself sometimes. It's actually funny because when I decided I was really going to start doing this was when I decided I was stepping down from the school board because then I had a little more time to actually focus on something else. And I'd reached out to Caroline Leishman who has, I think hers is called The Real Rant or something like that, where she's, so I've listened to hers, you know, a few times, and and that's kind of what got got the ball rolling in my head was, well, if Caroline can do it, I can do it. Um, So I reached out to her, and she, you know, was very helpful and gave me some tips and things like that. Um, But I still wasn't 100% sure, you know, I didn't know what gear to buy. I didn't know all the logistics of it. I don't know recording and I don't know editing and I don't know any don't of know that. I don't know any of that. I'm listening right? to this and I'm like, and I, yeah, well, but I, I didn't know any of that. So in August, August or July, I thought, God, it's kind of like that thing where there's an app for that. I bet you there's a course for that. I don't even know. So I went on Google and I Googled to see if there was podcasting courses. And sure enough, BCIT was offering a podcasting course. So you learn how to set up a show, um, how to create your artwork, how to create a website, um, doing your logo, uh, where you've got to you know, put your cast once you've put them out. There's um, editing, all sorts of stuff that we covered. So. I was really impressed with uh, your layout and whatnot when you sent it to me. And I have to tell people that when I came in here, Erin Aaron <laughs> gave me this uh, 100 getting to know you questions. And she hasn't pre-rehearsed any of these. But there's like, she gave me show prep. (laughs) Show prep, which is extremely important for someone to pull off a show in any form or matter. Like, I have people say to me all the time, how do you know what to say? Well, I haven't got a hot clue, but it helps to know what's going on in the community. It helps to be invested. It helps to live where you love and love where you live um, and want to get some kind of purpose out of it. I want to evoke emotion but I also want to be entertaining and informative. Yeah. And if I can get a giggle out of it, booyah, I've won. Yeah. You know? But that's hard. Yeah. And absolutely. I will warn you, warn you, not everybody's going to like you and they'll let you know. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you're going to run into a lot of people that will tell you what you're doing wrong. And they don't know either. But that's, <laughs> but you know what though? That's their opinion. Yep. And so uh, you got to roll with that. I'm just saying's all that there's going to be people out there that'll wag their finger and say, what is she doing? How are you going to combat that negative person, that person that's in your face saying, you know, Aaron, you don't have a right to do this. 
Why are you doing this? Keep your nose out of it. And I'm looking at you with, and I'm not even blinking. And I'm pretty serious looking, aren't I? Yeah. Look at me. I got all vicious. Okay. How do you plan on, because it's hard to do it tactfully because you're representing yourself and your business. How are you going to do it? Well, now I'm just representing myself and my business. So my motto since 2020, when the pandemic hit, actually, that's not true. My motto since... She's I, lying already. It's not true. Okay, sorry. I was using the motto, but it's really come into effect since I stepped down from the board. And that's, it's 2021, I do what I want. And in 2022, it's going to carry on. So you ask my family when they chirp something, I say, it's 2021, I do what I want. People don't like what I'm doing. They don't have to listen. I don't care. You know what? If they like it, they can listen. I had that mantra and, when I turned 50, actually, which hasn't happened in 15 years. It's going to come up in 15 years. Us youngins, I botched that. I'm you know 52. What? I Frankly, don't care anymore. I was a school trustee since 2008. We were always doing stuff people didn't like. You can never, ever, ever make everybody happy. Most of the time, you're not making anyone happy. Lots of the time, people don't even really know what's going on, and they're offering an opinion. So that's probably my other pet peeve that I have with Powell River, and it's not Powell River itself, it's probably politics. It's how many people get angry, chime in, weigh in, get pissed off, and they don't even really know what's going on. And they bring their information to the forefront, and you're going, where would you get all that? Yeah. Yeah, um, unless you've been in those people's shoes... Nobody wears my shoes, by the way. Well, that's because you got big feet. Just oh. saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I'm looking at, yeah, they are. Yeah, I have a good understanding. Big feet run in my family. Um, I'm only saying that because I'm jealous. I know how many shoes you have yeah, and your feet are too big for I me have, to steal some of I them. I have so. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, the, the people that show up with information or normally have some misinformation or have been led down a path that has been told to them by someone who they buy into or believe, but they don't get it. They don't know. Yeah. I, if I had a quarter for everybody said, oh, you only work four hours a day, I want you to play the third song on the second album of this, the unedited version, da-da-da-da-da, and I say, well, I don't have that in my music library. Just play it off the internet. Nope, that'll get me fired. Yeah. So, I mean, on a small level, I get that. I will never, I can't, I will not run for politics ever. It's not that I don't care. I have information in overload as it is. Yeah. And it would probably also be kind of conflict of interest for me too, but I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't want to battle anymore. I'm really into passive resistance. No, and that's the thing. I've been having people in the last little bit reach out because we have an election coming up You're in the fall. You're a good fall, leader, Aaron. And they've been asking, first of all, run for school board again. We want you back on the school board. And I'm like, no, thank you. It became toxic for me, and it was time to step away from that. I wasn't that, doing that to for you. For sure. I was... Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, mayor and council, I mean, I've been watching social media. I see the attacks and the way people go. Why would I want to step into that? Right? I've always wanted to serve. I've always wanted to contribute you to the community. You tossed your hat in the ring a couple of years ago, didn't you? I did, yeah. And my family got threats from that. Absolutely. Once again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, repeat that again. Yeah, my family got threats when I threw my name in for mayor. So it was, 
a couple terms ago now, our, our current mayor was running, um, nobody else was running at the time, and it was kind of a last-minute decision. I sat there at City Hall. I mean, I think nominations closed at 4 o'clock, and I sat there with my signed paperwork till 3.55 to see if anybody else put their names in, and they didn't. So I thought, what the heck, let's, let's go for it. Physical and, threats? Uh, phone threats. For uh, with regard to my family, so it was Thanksgiving weekend, the Friday when I put my papers in, and that was the end of nominations. It was Thanksgiving weekend, and over that weekend, I received some pretty nasty. Do you know who they were? Um, I know one person that, you know, gently said something. Yeah, that wasn't uh, I, basically that the supporters would rip me apart in an all candidates meeting. Which I mean, I laughed because I said, "Go ahead." There's, I don't have dirt so have at it rip me apart but there was there was phone calls and it wow, was it, wow wow yeah Am i ever angry right now it was the tuesday that i decided you know what and it, it wasn't about that because that stuff doesn't intimidate me right it doesn't but it was, what am I putting my kids into? My kids were young at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's going back to the same thing I was talking about where, you know, listening to people go after Christy Clark's son and things like that, or chirping Donald Trump's son, you know, those kind of things. I think, you know, my kids don't deserve to have anything like that thrown at them because of something I choose to do. And so at that time, I decided that I was going to step away from that. At one time, and I won't say who it was, it was a public position. And I remember hearing someone say, wow, that person looks really unkept and untidy and looks like a bum. And I went, you superficial coward. Yeah. I was really angry. I love getting angry, by the way. <laughs> I do. Well, not angry, but I'm, I'm just like, how materialistic and how... Really? Yeah. Unkept, untidy? That takes away from their brain power? Give it a rest. Those aren't exactly the words Auntie Bobby used at the time. <laughs> but I had an earful for that person. Yeah, I mean, we're, we've definitely gotten that way. We're a pretty superficial society, right? So I think if you're looking at people, you heard all the jokes about Trudeau getting elected because he has nice hair. He's I'm, Fidel Castro's son, isn't he? Oh, my gosh. Prime Minister we've ever had. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. Quite often, someone will say, where did you just come from? I said, I came from work. And occasionally, like I get, I, I try to get dressed up for work every day, but stumbling into the studio just after four in the morning doesn't always lend itself to lovely and beautiful. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, be, I'm happy if I shower every day before I go to work because Sometimes the clock ticks faster in the morning. It doesn't take away from my passion for what I do. And I certainly, I know you, your reputation is representative of who you are. You're solid. Like um, Mrs. Reader, as I have <laughs> been calling you, um, you're the deal. You're the goods. When you were a school trustee, I'd always call you the trustee, trustee. <laughs> and like it or lump it, you were brilliant. When you did that speech, and I remember you had me look at it before you read, read it, um, and you did it and it was on video. And I sat there and I was in awe of you. And you spot on delivered a speech that left me speechless. And when does that happen? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not saying that because she pays me a lot of money to do this. <laughs> 
I got you a coffee. Yeah, no, no, hot <laughs> beverage with caffeine. I'm all over it. You yeah. know where I think the gap is? I think when people look at politics, and I think it's people that get into politics look at it this way, and I think it's Joe Blow that's not in politics looks at it this way, but people look at politicians as power, having power, right? Holding the power. And I never went into it looking at that in that way at all, ever. To me, it was responsibility, not power. Did your parents teach you that, or did you just learn that on your own? Uh, I mean, I think everybody taught me that at some point. I don't know, but I that's, just... That's huge. But that's I always huge. felt like, and especially when I was board chair, was I had no more power than anybody else on the board. What I had was a lot more responsibility, right? And that's, you know, I had to weigh out. What was I saying? During a pandemic, like an unforeseen global pandemic, being the board chair, man, that was freaky. And it was a lot of responsibility. And all I could feel, you know, if you ask my family how much of myself I put into that time period, it was crazy. I, know, I actually I lived, I, breathed. I didn't even have to ask them. I know, I know. And I, I didn't even that. sleep because I was up at all hours reading everything I could, anything that was coming out because I was concerned about the kids. I was concerned about the employees. Uh, I wanted people to be safe in the schools. I was worried about kids not being able to go to school. And it just, you know, it did. It took a lot. Of, it took a lot. You have bigger muscles because you were carrying the weight of the school board as the chair. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to be punny, but wrap your head around that because it's one thing to represent yourself, but to try to be the spokesperson who, who leads the way for these, these young minds. Yeah, that's, that's a wampum task. Like it, it was tough. Yeah. And, and trying to reassure people at a time when I didn't even know what was going on. And I feel like that's a big part of what people look to their politicians or what they want to look to their politicians, to their leaders for, that even in a time when it's completely chaotic and crazy and really nobody knows what the hell is happening, that somebody's being calm and saying, it's going to be okay. You know what? Even if the world implodes around us, somebody needs to tell us that because you just, you know... The world's crumbling around you. You just have to have this hope that everything's going to be okay. Some way or another, it's going to be okay. And people have to do that. Leaders need to do that. Erin, your podcast is going to be more than okay. I'm really excited for you to do this. I think that your mind is a very powerful tool. And I know you'll have guests in here after me <laughs> who will be informative and hopefully make people ask questions because um seriously if you're just buying into everything they're feeding you wow what yeah. an eye opener absolutely and that's i mean it, it's two part like i want to do this podcast and talk about current issues that are happening you know I'm, I'm hoping when the next election happens that all the candidates will come on my show as a guest i'd like to do a series of all the candidates you're going to get them before I get them on the radio station. Giving the mic time and, and let's do, you know, and it's not something, you know, there's been different talk depending on the podcast. Sometimes people get questions in advance. That's not my plan. <laughs> Hear this? This is the list of 100 questions. I'm going to put those together actually because, uh, oh, look, it just came up on the screen behind you. Oh, look what you did. See? That's my Jedi mind trick right there. Oh. Right? Mess with my list, I'll just bring it back up. Oh, How about I got that? tape. I'm going to put that together because 
<laughs> I'm old school that way. But it, it's going to be one of those things. Politicians, if they come on, on any sort of show, want to know an idea of what they're going to be talking about. They don't want to be caught flat-footed. And I'm not planning on doing that to people. But at the same time, I'm not giving them an exact list of what I'm going to ask or what we're going to talk about. It needs to be a conversation. So, you know, if there's something on my mind that I'm, I'm definitely going to bring up, I'm going to let them know that if they want to know that. Um, and if there's something that's totally off limits that they refuse to talk about, then I want them to tell me that because I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah. And it's a little, this is cool because, I mean, you gave me that list, but we didn't really talk about what we were going to talk about. No, we didn't. <sighs> this has been a joy for me. This is fun because A, I miss you. We hardly ever see each other anymore because um, I work and I sleep. And we don't play darts. No. And I miss that. This podcast will soar only because uh, you're driving it. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting I think to you know get Shane on the air. Right. He's done a sample interview with me, which was pretty funny, but I should do, I should do another one, get interview my whole family. Cause I did do one with Ariana for my podcast final project. And really, was, yeah, I did. And it was, you know, about her experience going through high school during the pandemic, graduating during it. It sucked. You know, we just sat down and I didn't have any of my gear at the time. So we just used my phone to record it. But that was my final project for my, my podcasting course, which I finished yesterday. Whoa! So, woo Thank you for coming and doing this with me. Yay! Yay! And that concludes our very first episode of Coastal Currents with Erin Reed. I'd like to thank Bobby Fields for taking the time out of her busy schedule to come and join me on my very first episode. And I would like to have Bobby back a little bit down the road so that I can actually interview her for a change on my podcast. I'd like to just add a little side note uh, with regard to comments made within this particular podcast. First of all, as Bobby did say, my podcast is in no way affiliated with 95.7 Coast FM. That just happens to be Bobby's day job. I'd also like to mention with regard to my comments on the telephone calls that I received when I threw my name in for mayor. As I've indicated, I and know all too well how quickly the rumor mill likes to stir itself up from comments like that. And I would just like to clarify that at the time that, that this did happen, I was in touch with the current mayor about the situation, and frankly, he was appalled at what I was going through and very supportive of me in that situation. So I just want to make it clear that I do not think the phone calls were from him at the time or in any way his doing, and I want to make that very clear. Until next time, this is Aaron Reed. Thanks for listening to Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about the podcast, visit www.coastalcurrents.ca or follow us on Facebook at Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. If you'd like to submit a topic or join the conversation as a guest, email Aaron at coastalcurrentswithaaron at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>